Welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And, guys, it's finally game week again. We can turn the page from that Liberty game as our UAB Blazers host the Georgia, host Georgia Southern at 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time in Protective Stadium. If you can't make it out, the game will be televised on Stadium. But, Darian, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, John. Um I'm ready to start anew and start focusing on Georgia Southern. And um, I'm just excited to see how the team responds. We, we Historically, we, we've always responded well. I hate that we always – it always seems to have to come down to this. I think I saw a couple of uh, fans on Twitter saying that, like, we don't want to be a team that has to respond early in the season. We want to be able to take that next step. But – we're here now, and it's a long season. You mentioned that, like it's a long season, and um, with the, uh, we if we get a good win against a good Georgia Southern team at home after all that bad vibes and juju, if we have a good showing from coach and we have a good showing from our our team holding on to the ball and winning the turnover battle, I think we can get a lot of that bad energy off of us. Definitely agree. It's all, hey, it's all about going one and zero this week, and you've seen a lot of the coaches, you know, say that on Twitter too. And it's really just a one and zero mentality. Again, hate what happened in Lynchburg and uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia, um, guys. If you missed our Liberty game recap, uh, go back. It's the previous episode, about twenty nine minutes. Um, but we definitely get out our frustration on that episode, <laughs> so we're we're not going to rehash. Uh, we might talk a little bit about comparing Liberty game to Georgia Southern in a little bit. But as far as in particular, just discussing that game, we are not going to do that this episode. We are, as we said earlier, turning the page. But definitely, if you missed it, go back and listen to our Liberty Game recap. Um, Also, if you haven't done so already, definitely uh, help support the Blazer Victory podcast by buying some merch. You can go to www.storefrontier.com slash blazerpod. Again, we have shirts and hoodies. So definitely get you one and get one for a significant other or for a kid or, you know, whatever. But definitely go uh, click on the link in the podcast description. Um, in, in a few minutes, uh, guys, uh, we will roll our interview that we had with uh, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson from the GATA Talk podcast. Those guys do a great job just covering Georgia Southern football. And as I mentioned in the interview, they've been doing this for years. They, they've been doing this for longer than we have here at the Blazer Victory podcast. So I definitely respect their opinion. And, you know, I respect their insight that they had, you know, heading into this game just from the Georgia Southern perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely give them a follow on Twitter at GATA Talk Podcast. And we're dropping this episode Tuesday morning. I think they said in the interview they're dropping theirs Tuesday, if not Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so definitely go give their UAB preview episode a listen. But I guess let's just talk about Georgia Southern, Darren. You know, just gen- just some general thoughts on Georgia Southern. Um, it, it's crazy to me that these programs are meeting on the field for the first time ever on the football field. I mean, you look at the connections between these two programs. I mean, you know, UAB fans know Brian Ellis. Uh, Darren, I know you know Brian Ellis really well uh, right. from your playing days at That's UAB. I mean, he. He's your guy. He's he's the offensive coordinator at Georgia Southern. Um, also look at their offensive line coach, Richard Owens. You know, he spent a few years here at UAB and with Bryant Vincent. And, hey, we took one of their linebackers, you know, Renard Ellis. Uh, transferred, right. He transferred from Georgia Southern, all Sunbelt player, fantastic player. We've got him on our team. So there's just so many connections between these two programs. And, you know, Georgia Southern has a very proud 
uh, in, in rich, tradition rich history. Um, now, traditionally speaking, they have um, run the triple option and just various different versions of the option in their programs past um, this year. They're, they're turning the page, you know, under Brian Ellis and Clay Helton, they're kind of <laughs> gone to more of an empty look spread style offense, throwing it around. And it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun to watch. Now it's not fun to play against, but it has been yeah. fun to, you know, at least study them on film through two games. But would you agree, Darian? Yes. Um, just looking at them, they, the team just says a lot about Brian Ellis. I remember, you know, just playing with the man and he was, he was not, uh, athlete like everybody knew that he was not a guy that was going to run around on you but man he didn't need to he was so right. smart me and him we were really in sync we were really in sync with each other you know me being the center him being a quarterback and we both like to play with intelligence we like to use our iq to to you know take advantage of the game and i see that in, in this offense as him, him as a coordinator man i'm i'm looking at them playing nebraska i'm just like oh man like so many different sets. They throw so much at you. It is so much fun to watch. You see four wide, five wide motion, and they they'll run the ball. But what I like best is it's like it's the balance. It's like they take what the defense is giving them. They spread yes. you out, and they will use the whole the whole field. They'll bomb it downfield on you. They'll quick screen on you. They'll go from side to side. They'll flea flicker. They'll run the ball. You you think you're gonna stop? Oh, they're a passing team. I'm going I'm to put one linebacker, I'm going to go a dime look, put one linebacker in for a dime lineman, and they will run, and they, and they will take it to the house. They have two good running backs, and they have three good receivers, and they have some reliable tight ends. They they are so well-schemed and coached on offense that they're just taking advantage of what the defense gives them. And right. um, they have a quarterback, you know, the transfer, Ventrice from Buffalo. He's experienced, He, he and he's a slinger. He's One thing I do like – about it is like historically UAB has had trouble with athletes at quarterback. Now Vantrese is not a guy that's gonna run the ball on you. He no, rem- he's not a no, he's not a dual threat. Yeah. No, he reminds me a lot of what Brian was. He was a guy that was gonna make good decisions now. But the thing about it is, you know, they've been doing a good job of putting him in good positions and yes. they get the ball out quick. It's hard to get to them. It's hard to sack them. They got a good pass pro offensive line. And but they throw the ball fast, and um, they just they just set their team up in good position. They they keep you off balance, and they keep you honest enough to where you can't you can't go and just think they're one dimensional because you like as soon as you think they're a passing team, bam, they're gonna keep pounding it on you. And it's it's very they keep you so honest. Not only that, they're not afraid to do run a reverse, you know, run a um a drag screen to wide receivers. They're going to go across the middle. They're going to go vertically. They do everything. And I'm just like, ah, this is so dreamy. It is not one. <laughs> so it is right. fun to watch. And I think stylistically against our, our defense, I think our corners, I, I think this is the game that our corners are shine, but just, just eliminating the threat of him, you know, being a running guy, um, I think that does help our defense because historically, you know, we now we did good against Salter. We have a yep. good decent, and and we are very deep, very very deep at corner and at safety. So I'm so excited for this matchup for our defense. Me too, and and just not only speaking about how you know the stats that this offense has put out, but I mean this Georgia Southern team is just 
very disciplined under Clay Helton. Like you look at uh, the big win in Nebraska this past Saturday, 45-42, only three penalties, three penalties for 15 yards. And you look at the first game against FCS Morgan State, only three penalties. So this is a very uh, disciplined team under Clay Helton. And and yeah, man, it's fun watching that offense, and especially under that Buffalo quarterback transfer, uh, the the quarterback transfer from Buffalo, Van Trees. Like you look at him. He he's very smart with the ball. He's he's not afraid to you know sling it. He threw it 56 times uh, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, but wow. not only that, he is tough. Like you look at um, that last drive of the game to to get the game to win the game um, at the goal line. Not not being uh, shy to go take the ball bomb you know by himself and run to the end zone while getting hit by three Nebraska players uh, for the game winning touchdown. I mean, this is a tough guy and i just think you know that just speaks a whole lot about this georgia southern program and i mean the clay helton i mean he, it's just two games but he seems to really have this uh team click in um especially on the, on the offensive side of the ball under brian ellis as offensive coordinator um but as you mentioned i mean there's a, there's a, cu- a couple other guys on that offense darian and you you know you, you mentioned the running backs uh gerald green um, 5'9", 195, uh, the junior, he's got ten, he had 10 rushes for 132 yards and two touchdowns in the game against Nebraska. And right behind him, hey, Jalen White, uh, six foot 215, had 17 rushes for 85 yards and two touchdowns. So it seems, you know, looking at the film of this Georgia Southern offense, they, they throw the ball to help set up their run game, which is very important because it seems that UAB likes to do the opposite where we run the try to establish the run game to open up the pass game. So it really seems like this week, Darian, we're going to get another clash of styles between these two programs. Right. But the thing about Georgia Southern, like you said, they throw the ball to set up the run, but they don't. I think I think what I'm looking forward to seeing from my coaches, you know, is don't try to force it. Like like we we said it in the beginning, like they take what's given. Okay, we we got you to to get all those guys out the box. Bam! Now we're gonna keep you honest. You know, we're gonna right. trust our guys. We we and, and and I felt like you know just rewatching that Liberty game. Like we didn't do that. I I don't know if it's because of the um the rainy wet conditions, and there may have been a, a point of emphasis because it was so wet and. And it probably was hard to throw the ball and catch the ball. So we got to take that into account that we probably wanted to be more conservative and keep it on the ground. And maybe that maybe that um that style would have worked if we would have held on to the freaking ball. That's it, man. That it was working. If we would have just held on to the ball, it would have worked. And hey, yeah, you know, in, in the interview that we have with um, you know, the guys from GATA talk, I mean, that was what exactly what they said. Their defensive coordinator is coming into this. You know, with the mindset, hey, that we're going to have to force some turnovers to, you know, get the win in Birmingham. And I bet they're licking their chops after watching that Liberty film. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they are. But we all know that historically, as I mentioned, that we are a good team at responding. And a lot of times we we have those games where we feel let down, but we do come back and we work on those things. So let's imagine that Debo and School and Starlin, we don't have those fumbles, or if, at least if we fumble the ball, we get on top of it and we recover at least two of them. You know, that game is totally different. And maybe I'm not sitting here, maybe and maybe me and you, John, we're not sitting here complaining about, you know, the play style. Um, right. I think I would have liked to see adjustments. And I think that's what I was 
upset about. You know, you can only kind of we 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 turned one dimensional. We turned it to Southern Miss, basically. We we, we were no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, we turned it to Southern Miss. Like what yeah. we, we just kept on. Hey, we we oh we're getting stopped on a the run. They're bringing safeties down. Guess what? We're gonna run it some more. And I'm just like, yeah. Ah, can we trust our quarterback? And can we trust our receivers? Do we trust them? Because now. We put them in a you know adverse situation to throw the ball when we have to, and when the other team knows, you know, and it's and it's not a good situation to be in. I want to see more balance. I want to see our guys hold on to the ball, and then maybe we can enforce our will because, as we know, John, this is going to be a uh, another clash of styles again. Definitely, and I do just want to highlight just two more players on the offensive side of the ball for uh, Southern, and that's. Uh, Derwin Burgess uh, and Caleb Hood. I mean, they've got some playmakers at the wide receiver position for Georgia Southern. Um, and, guys, this offense is no joke. I mean, we've, we've gone over some stats. We talked about them. I mean, but through two games, they've already scored 104 points and gained 1,146 total yards. And this, and one of those games was against Nebraska, a Power 5 opponent. And I see so many UAB fans on social media and forums and whatnot saying – Hey, it was Nebraska. I don't care. It was still a Power Five opponent. Exactly. I mean, that's something. Hey, that's something UAB can't say. I mean, when's the last time we beat a Power <laughs> Five opponent? I mean, go back to what Baylor and Mississippi State, like twenty something years ago. Like, I don't care. Like, they went into a tough environment in Lincoln, Nebraska, and pulled out a forty-five to forty-two win and scored forty-five points, man, and six hundred forty-two right. total yards. Like. And got, I, I, and got Scott Frost fired. Hey, yep. Hey, hey, getting that seven million extra seven million dollars <laughs> now. But hey, but yeah, got got the man done. Uh, but hey, yeah, I, I think I'm excited to just see the defense. Uh, you know, our, our defense, Darian. Just I think it's going to be a big test, and I know our defense will be up to the test. Um, I mean, they, hey, like you just mentioned, like we said on the last episode, our defense did not lose us that game in Lynchburg against Liberty. Yeah, our offense lost the game Let's special teams lost it yeah defense did their job man defense answered the call time and time again how many i mean how many times are we gonna put them on the field before they just get tired God. like we can't we can't keep doing it i know we got a deep team but man we we put them in an adverse situation and they only gave up 21 points like we can't we can't ask for more yeah they probably had a drive or two where Liberty drove it down on them, but that's okay. Like, at least we made Liberty make plays. They have playmakers. And, you know, the funny thing is when I look at this Georgia Southern team, um, I don't see that DeMario Douglas. I don't no. see it like a Trey Shropshire. Like, they don't have those guys that's just like, oh, my God, we got to – it's the sum of the parts. Right. They don't – I don't see a great guy per se, and this is no shot. Like, I don't want – nobody to think I'm taking a shot. I'm actually giving a compliment here because it's like they play so connected. Yeah. They're so well coached and they know the scheme. They know what they want to do. They don't have to have that game breaker that they're leaning on. They have a, I feel like their game break breaker is the, the GATA guy said is the quarterback because mm-hmm. the way he uses mind, he spread the ball out. He's, he's just efficient and he's smart and he's like almost like another coach on the field and they have those receivers. They don't, they don't have that guy that's just going to hold your breath, but all of them going to be in the right spots at the right time. And if the ball hits them in the head, they, they'll catch the ball. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? So they just use what they have and they use it so smartly. Um, I think that it'll be a good test for our defense, um, especially for our corners. And we're going to really see how deep we are. We're going to 
we're going to really see if our um, linebackers can really rush the pass. I, I think um, Renard Ellis to have, you know, some extra motivation out on that edge. Yes. Know? So um, I'm, I'm very curious. Well, let's kind of look at the uh, the other side of the Georgia Southern, uh, looking at their defense. Um, and I think if you, you had to pick a, we- a weakness, it would be the defense for Georgia Southern. Um, I mean, they only brought back five starters from last year's team. They've uh, switched to more of a four-man front, uh, going like a 4-3 look. They love to bring pressure, especially off the edge. You know, you'll hear that in our interview uh, with the GATA talk guys. But, I mean, they're, they're not afraid to bring pressure. They'll blitz a lot. Um, they've got three sacks through two games. Uh, what – the guy that really pops out the film to me is uh, their defensive lineman, um, Justin Ellis. Uh, he's a senior, mm-hmm. 6'2", 255. I mean, he had 36 tackles last year. He's already got 10 tackles this year. Um, yeah. had five sacks last year. Um, but just looking at the defense as a whole, and you mentioned this in our interview with them, Darian, like they're, they're more of a bend but not break type of defense. And you really do see that, you know, looking at the film, uh, giving up 42 points to Nebraska, giving up a lot of yards to a FCS team, Morgan State. But what really like what I really like with this matchup is they do not they, they've got a very suspect rushing defense. It, it almost kind of reminds you of Liberty last week. I mean, this this team, uh, this rush defense, they've given up 257 yards rushing um, to Nebraska as about five and a half yards per rush. If you break it down and then going to the Morgan State, they gave up 172 rushing yards. So that's about five yards, five point four yards per rush. Uh, so if UAB can get Debo and Skull going and just hold on to the ball this time. <laughs> Put them away early. I like it, Darian. Uh, it, it's so weird. Like, you look at this defense, and it really does kind of remind you of Liberty. Uh, maybe not – well, no, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to knock this defense. They've got some playmakers up front. Um, but it really just reminds you of what UAB saw last week. So that's got to help UAB heading into this matchup. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I actually think I, me personally, I think Liberty had way more playmakers on defense. Oh, okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like when I look at it, do you, I mean, um, I remember looking at Liberty, the film on Liberty. I saw um, some cornerback play that was really good. I think we were able to see that against us, you know. And I, I look back at this team, and I'm just, I don't, I don't see the same speed. I don't see the same. Um, I don't see those dogs in the, in that backfield in that defensive backfield. I mean, they they just don't make plays. You know, I didn't see that. And um, up front, you know, Liberty had guys. They had some guys, and they were we were able to gas them. But they, even though they got help from safeties and linebackers were aggressive, they came down. They were um, they started getting after our offensive line. You know, um, they they start bringing the heat towards us and they kind of they really adjusted in that second half. And we we couldn't run the ball. We definitely couldn't pass the ball because they were on us so much. I I see I see opportunistic from um, Georgia Southern here and there. They can pop. They can have some guys that can get in the backfield on you on, on the edges. Um, But they don't have the same guys inside that Liberty had like they the the sum of the parts on defense is not what we saw. Right. Um. So hopefully we get good good weather, and this will be a a style a, a style clash again. But and I think it's going to depend on us holding the ball and running and running it and not letting it letting our defense get some rest this time. Us holding on to the ball, please hold on to the ball. Let's not be dumb and get stupid penalties and put ourselves in in bad situations. 
But I see a lot more room for us to just we're we're a better rushing offense than Nebraska. Oh yeah. We're we're physical. You see you see the running backs we have, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna preach ball security. I mean, come on now. You know, you know that's what they're gonna be on this the all week in practice. So we hold on to the ball and I think just knowing that team, they're 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 not dumb. They're gonna try to force us to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And the difference between that is if they stack the box on us, our receivers are better than that corners. Point blank period. Yep. Our receivers can beat those guys, and we have the quarterbacks that can deliver on these guys. So there's there's a lot of opportunity for our offense to get back on track. And um I think we should have a very balanced game against them. I think we I think we're gonna bruise them. If I was them against us, I would stack the box immediately. Yeah, I'd say, let's, I would let's not even <laughs> let's not play this game. Let let's go ahead and get it out the way. We're gonna stack the box and beat us throwing. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. So um make them prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I wonder I wonder if our coaching staff on offense, I wonder if we're gonna try to force the run. I'm gonna be really upset if we just try to force it and they got the numbers against us to prevent the run um so i hope we um i hope we don't try to impose our will i hope we take take what's given to us because we we have a balance a more balanced team than what we show i agree well darian um before we give our predictions this is just something i wanted to ask you and i'm pretty sure you would agree with me but wouldn't you say this is a must win game for this uab football team hmm must win <laughs> I think I think this is a more of a must win for Brian Vincent than it is for the team because this is still early in the season, and 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 this and this is a, this is a good Georgia Southern team. I'm not gonna take anything away from, but must I think must win is tough because I I know how long it now it it'll suck sitting here one and two one and two at this time of the season. And then yep. heading into the bye week, yeah. But but see, but that's why for my, for for me, Darren, it is a must win game because if UAB drops this and goes to one and two heading into the bye week, it's like what are we doing? Like I, at that point, like you don't want to. I mean, of course, the conference USA season, you know, the championship's still available, but I mean, you drop two in a row non conference and heading into your bye week, and then like. I don't know. I'm just worried the wheels might fall off. And that's why I'm saying it is a must win. Like I don't care if it's a non-conference game, you know, and I know how talented Georgia Southern is. And we, I mean, we saw it in Lincoln, Nebraska Saturday. We know how talented this team is, but this is, in my opinion, a must definitely win game for UAB. Like if UAB loses this game, I'm going to be worried about a bowl game, to be honest. I, right. I, I, it scares me. So, but, but, but as you mentioned earlier in the, earlier in the show, UAB is traditionally a really good bounce back team program. Like, you know, we we've always had for whatever reason, we've always been bitten by that week two bug. Like we can't ever get over the hump on getting the win in week two of the season. And we always come back motivated and play well in that third game. And I think, I think Bryant Vincent will have the guys ready. I, I really do. Like if they can just preach ball security and I, I didn't say this in the recap episode last week, but to be honest, if Debo fumbles it again, put him on the bench. I mean, you yeah. got AJ Gates, you got Lee Witherspoon, you got some guys. Hey, if you're gonna fumble it multiple times, you can sit on the bench. 
Right. And I know as talented of a player, Debo, you know, doesn't want to hear that. And I know Brock Vincent spoke in his uh his press conference uh Monday, you know, he, Debo was torn up about it. Debo and Skull were torn up about it. And I know that they work their butts off in practice every day, and that's just not like them to turn the ball over like that. And you go back to last season with Debo fumble it twice in the Jacksonville State opener last year, and he, you know, got it together after that. So I think he will, but I'm just saying, man, if he does it again, sit on the bench and next guy up because we can't have that. Yeah, we and especially against this team, that's they're going to just be opportunistic on defense. Right. I think I, you know, I don't think they'll be able to stop us, especially if our coaching staff on offense, especially if they really help this team out, if they help the, the running backs and help the team create the uh, space needed for the running backs to work. If we can just keep them honest with our passing game and back their safeties up to where they have to respect us, there is no way in Hades didn't want to cuss. So, <laughs> right. So, there's no way in Hades that they'll be able to stop us right. running the ball. Just no way. I don't see it. There's this, it's just like physically impossible, you know. But they're gonna be opportunistic, and they're gonna and they're gonna take their their, their shots trying to punch the ball out. Because if I'm a defensive coordinator looking at film, I'm gonna say, ah, oh, they look at these guys, Lucy mm-hmm. Lucy Goosey with the ball. I mean, it'll be there if we want it. So, honestly, and that may bode well for us because sometimes defensive players, they get too – if that's part of the game plan, they they get too caught up in that. And they try to poke balls out and whatever, and you can run right through their face. While Instead they, of tackling, yeah, they try to punch <laughs> that ball out, yeah. I, I've seen it happen. You say, oh, look at this team. They don't they don't care about ball security. So, it actually might work out in our favor. And it, and hopefully, the, you know, the weather be good. And um, I look for – 250 plus yards on the ground and I look for us to really keep them honest you know play action first down first and 10 you know second and four some you know let's go deep on them let's you know let's use the field and let's quarterback draw I'm upset that I didn't get to see the quarterback draw that game um let's 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 keep them on their toes like they're going to keep us on our toes they're going to throw a lot at us a lot of looks offensively you will see you know, they, they go out in a lot of different sets. They're going to spread us out. They'll run the ball through, in those sets. They'll throw quick screens. They'll go everything you want, they'll give it to you. I, I want us to kind of at least try to give some of that. You know, I know we're going to impose the running game. But, you know, hey, it's okay. We can throw the ball. Um, so I'm looking forward to us just taking advantage of them and really controlling the ball. Especially if our defense gets a three and out on these guys. Yes. Let's let's take advantage of it, man. These 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 aren't on offense. These guys ain't nothing to play with. So let's give out. Let's reward our defense this time. Let's. And I think we can put them away early. Like the the potential is there. Me too. But the potential was there versus Liberty, and we didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. I mean, hey, here we are. All right, Darren. But let's go ahead and give our. Uh score predictions um i i've got you know before looking at film and studying this matchup i was honestly worried that georgia southern really might come in here and get the win but i've got it as a close uh final uab 21 georgia southern 17 i've got it close but but again key is getting that ground game going early and don't fumble the ball and just like Darian just said, try to get that passing game involved more. Uh, I know Dylan missed a few throws that he, you know, he wanted back, 
uh, from the Liberty game. And I don't know if the rain contributed to that or him getting hit a few times contributed to it. Um, but I know that he's better than what we saw um, in Lynchburg last Saturday. But D- Darren, what's your prediction on this game? Yeah, I'm surprised that you went kind of defensive struggle kind of game. I I got it totally opposite. I probably got it um, 38-35 UAB. Okay. Um, so you see a high, higher scoring. Yeah, I think it's higher scoring. I think, um, you know, I know I, I, I think we can keep them under 35. I think um I think I, if our defense is our defense if we are opportunistic and if we um uh, one thing about Van Trees is like if you if you get pressure on him and he's kind of like Brian Ellis. Brian Ellis was a gunslinger. Brian Ellis was going to take his shots. He was going to throw the ball and he understood like hey picks are part of the game. I'm going to take my shots, you know. Van Trees has that same gunslinger mentality. He'll give you opportunities because he's going to believe in himself. But I think we have the better athletes. And I think and I think we can make, I, we, I believe we can make the plays when they're if they're there. So I think if we get pressure on him, he's not going to be able to run around and make plays. He's going to throw the ball ain't under pressure. So especially going downfield, I think we can if we can get a couple turnovers like that, um, I think we can probably that'll really We'll have to take advantage of the turnovers, but assuming that our offense take advantage of the turnovers, I think we can probably win more like a 41-21 type of game. I, I like it. And, Darian, I'm hoping we have a good recap episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I want to I want to brag on the adjustments our coaching staff made. That's what I really want to do because I, I do not like – Kind of nobody. Hate. Hey, nobody likes what we did last Saturday. Night. It's awkward. It is, man. It's it's terrible. Yeah, like it's awkward having to criticize the team that you love and and the, and the players that you support and the coaching staff that you actually support. But we have to give our fair assessment of the game. We can't just be, you know, UAB green and gold. Rose colored glasses on all the time. We can't. We can't be all comfy. Like we got to just give a fair assessment, and we just we have to say what we see. We just report what we see. So trust me. As soon as Brian Vincent, you know, and all these guys, as soon as they come out here and they put together, they're gonna they're gonna put together a great offensive game plan. David Reeves and the defense, of course, is gonna be lights out. And we're going to brag on them when they do it. That's what's going to happen, John. Definitely. I I can feel it, man. Um, Well, guys, hey, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching us right now, whether that's on YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any future episodes. And, hey, share us with others. You know, tweet it out, uh, post it on a forum, uh, share it on Facebook, wherever. But tell other UAB fans about the Blazer Victory podcast and help us get the word out for for more Blazer fans to give us a listen. Um, But, guys, without further ado, we'll we'll go ahead and roll our interview that we had with Matt Monty and Cody Anderson from the GATA Talk podcast. Again, give them a follow on Twitter at GATA Talk Podcast. But without further ado. Hey, John, really, really oh, quick. Can you offici- can you officially let them know? Because I think you had a real calming sense about you. 
when you when you I was the more upset one <laughs> and you were very calm. So could you just let them know that this is the official turn of the page right here, right now? Pleasure fans. Sure our guys. We are officially turning the page. <laughs> we're moving on from Lynchburg. We're holding on to the ball Saturday, starting this Saturday in Protective Stadium. And we're going to go on a 10-0 uh, streak to close the regular season and get to that Conference USA Championship and hopefully win a couple more. Woo, John got me fired up. Let's go, man. Let's <laughs> <There> go. go. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to the Blazer Victory Podcast, where we are pleased to be joined by Matt Monty and Cody Anderson of the GATA Talk Podcast. Guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Awesome. You know, I've I've um it's been a while since I've listened to you guys, but I did listen a couple years ago, um, back when I was running a group of five podcast. Um, you guys do great work. Um, obviously <laughs> Georgia Southern, I feel like the program has been kind of on a roller coaster uh lately <laughs> these last few years. Um, but it seems that you guys might have the right guy. Um, at least, you know, I know it's early in the season and you know, in his tenure, but I mean, just got to probably one of the arguably the biggest wins in program history over Nebraska. But first off, would you guys agree to that, that that might be one of the best wins in program history? I mean, I know Southern has definitely knocked off some big boys before. Yeah, so it was our second Power 5 win, um, but first as an FBS program. So the, the first one came in 2013 in our first uh, transition year when we were still technically an FCS team. Uh, Jeff Munkin was coaching that team, and we knocked off the University of Florida. Um, in the swamp. So um, I was there for that game. I was lucky enough to be uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, just a couple days ago <laughs> to nice. see this one. Um, and yeah, I mean, both both uh, atmospheres were um, electric. I definitely say Nebraska e- even more so because um, we we caught Florida um, at the tail end of the season um, in uh, Must Champs last year there. And um, yeah, the, obviously the vibes weren't very high but um yeah i don't know I, I haven't really discussed this yet with cody so i don't know his feelings but it's it's definitely up there i mean it's in the top two i would say uh yeah with, with the florida game i would say as far as rain like name recognition like brands of college football brands obviously the biggest brand we've taken down i would yeah. i would say um because even that florida team we beat 2013 they were kind of ravished with injuries as Matt said, it was like the end of the Muschamp era, and people were just kind of ready to get that over with. Yeah. Um, but I think this is just the biggest brand we've taken down. As far as like big time victories, I don't know, man. Anytime you beat a ranked App State team, that's always going to be big in my book. Right. <laughs> so, right. Whenever we twice. have a chance to ruin, yeah. yeah, to ruin their season, that's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure, biggest brand that we've taken down um, easily, I think, is this game that we just had. Yeah. I mean, going off of that game, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I was shocked to see Georgia Southern, you know, compete with Nebraska. Um, but were you guys shocked to see the result of the game? Like, I mean, were y'all shocked or was this just something that you maybe saw coming the way Nebraska was trending down? Or? I, I yeah. want to let, let Matt take this first and I'll jump in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say shocked. I mean, you know, Cody and I, we wanted a competitive game. We knew we could be competitive. But, you know, after, you know, week one of the Clay Helton era, against Morgan State, you know, overmatched um, uh, FCS opponent, uh, went in 59-7 there. Um, we just – we didn't know. <laughs> there were just so many question marks. So we knew the offense could be good, but just the second week, um, you know, transitioning away from run-heavy offense to uh, more – not air raid style, but certainly more passing heavy. 
heavy, uh, throwing the ball more than 50 times a game against uh, Nebraska. So uh, we just, yeah, we didn't know what that was going to look like against a much more talented defense. Um, and it was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, we got off to a faster start um, than we did against Morgan State. <clears throat> and, um, and yeah, just matched them toe to toe um pretty much the whole game so uh yeah i i wouldn't say shot um but uh yeah i mean certainly it <clears throat> passed my expectations i guess um uh, you know I, I i think cody and i just both wanted a a competitive football game and a, a composed team um showing up we historically haven't been great on the road um the last yeah. couple of years um so the, those were kind of the things we were looking for and we obviously met yep. those expectations and then some yeah, the, the harp on the road aspect. We have not been a, a great road team at all, to be honest, um, or a very good one. And there were a couple of things that we talked about in the previous podcast episode that we had leading up to this, that if they did these couple of things, it would put us in a position to win. And one was the fast start that we talked about, and one was turnovers. And we almost pushed the bank on that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I, we committed two turnovers, and they turned that into 14 points. So – uh, we, it, we we put ourselves in a position in the fourth quarter to win the game, and that's what we asked. And we thought if we were there, we could do it considering Nebraska's recent history and just kind of all of that ongoing drama and situation that they had going up there in Lincoln. Yep. Yeah. So, so guys, um, just for our listeners, um, I would like for you guys to explain the, di- the biggest differences uh, between the Georgia Southern of last year Versus this year, um, what's what is the big difference for you guys, and uh, what's making this turnaround spark like this? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Short answer, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, multi-dimensional uh, comes to mind, right? Uh, especially offensively, um, we obviously have been one one-dimensional um, for the last several years. I mean, you could argue our entire history. Um, you know, there are certainly times where we ran that one-dimensional offense of you know back in the the glory days of the triple option um, to perfection, um, and it obviously worked, uh, but the game of football is changing and, you know, we, we, and defenses are again, um, you know, privy to it and, and more talented every year um, scheming for it. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing again, just like going from Morgan state to, um, to a much more talented team in Nebraska <clears throat> of, of seeing how we attack that defense. And we threw everything at them. I mean, they honestly didn't have an answer for what we were doing offensively. The play calling was, fantastic um and i mean yeah the the, the second the second they're uh, you know we're throwing it over the top and then they open up the middle and, and we're running it down their throat um and and yeah it was just great to see because like i said that's just hasn't been the case for so many years so um that that and and just great coaching um again just play calling um was great and yeah having a leader like clay helton has has helped a ton yeah, and, and to jump on that, this new offense uses, I feel like, the entire width of the field as well mm. as the vertical aspect of it, whereas we're – I think the gun option or pistol option or whatever it was that we've been trying to do since really 2016 feels like it's just a containment within the hashes or within the hashes in the in the boundary. And when you shorten the field like that, all you do is help defenses, and I feel like they kind of figured it out. And we never adjusted, whether it was the best or Ruse or whoever was the OC at the time, just didn't like try to change up their offense or give a different look or anything like that. So with Ellis, I feel like that's not the case. He uses the width of the field 
if a defense is presenting this look, he has an answer for it, or he's at least going to make an adjustment to find an answer for it, mm-hmm. at least so far within these first two games. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, so happy for you guys. <laughs> so lovely. So lovely. Um, okay, so who are the guys, who are some of the, your guys' star players you think we should look out for? I mean, e- easy answer is going to be Calvin Trees, right? National Player of the Week. Um, <clears throat> it was just named uh, quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, a transfer from University of Buffalo. Um, he played in Nebraska uh, in, in Lincoln last year. I'm obviously in a loss uh, with Buffalo, but he knew that environment well. I mean, you talk about poised and composed. Um, you know, that was one of the best leadership experiences I've, I've ever seen um, in, in, in my in my days following Georgia Southern. So um, that's the easy answer. Um, but uh, yeah, Cody, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you jump in with with some other ones. Goodness, you got Singleton and receiver as well as Caleb Hood and Burgess Jr. Um, those three receivers are, are going to be that's going to pop out and they have throughout the first two games. I believe they're all three in the top 10 in the conference as far as receiving so far. Uh, obviously, you got Gerald Green and you got um, Jalen White um, as our one-two punch at running back. And then you also have a true freshman that has played quite a bit in the first game. Didn't really see the field besides some kickoff returns, I believe. Yep. Um, and OJ Arnold, um, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a fast, dynamic back. And even though he's a true freshman, if he's in the game, he's just as deadly as the other two that I mentioned. Uh, so that, and then I would say probably is like an offensive sleeper is probably Bo Johnson, a tight end as well as, uh, JJ McAfee. Mm. Um, those two guys are, are, are good size blocking tight ends, but they can run routes and they're fast and present matchups that are difficult for defenses to defend. Whether you put a linebacker on them or a safety on them, they'll, they'll be open to get the ball. And, and looking at this Georgia Southern offense this year, I mean, what what are the fans' reactions? Because, I mean, th- this program has built itself on the triple option, the op, you know, and, and developing that option over the last years. And it feels like every time this program has moved away from the option, they've kind of taken a step back. But looking at two games at the Helton era, I mean, it looks like they're kind of taking a step forward. And, I mean, are you guys surprised how quick this is happening? Or, or do you think maybe the the portal with, you know, bringing a guy like, you know, you just mentioned Van Trees in from Buffalo, like, can really help transition an offense quickly nowadays? Yeah, that that certainly helps. And Cody and I talked about that on, on the podcast is like, you know, that that was everyone, you know, all the pundits out there. I mean, even even the ones pretty close to, you know, of, of other teams and in, in the Sunbelt Conference um, were saying, oh, it's going to take two, three, four years for, for us to um, do this transition, right? Comparing us to um, in-state school and, and Georgia Tech, right? But obviously, you know, they went from flexbone, triple option, Paul Johnson style, which we know well, um, to what Jeff Collins is trying to run in, in the spread attack. <laughs> ours, ours, you know, we were we were pistol gun, um, run heavy, not really true triple option um, in, in kind of the base uh, play call set. Um, so, and, and yeah, and that was a point we brought up on the podcast was with the transfer portal, being able to bring in a six year senior in the Calvin trees, bring it, being able to bring in a Jeremy Singleton from, from Houston, um, that transition, uh, can be made much easier. Um, so that's, that's a huge thing I, I, to answer. Are we surprised? I, I frankly am. I mean, I, you know, again, we're only two games in, I mean, <laughs> the, the wheels could 
fall off from here. Who knows, you know, but I mean, it, we've definitely started a lot faster um, than I expected. Um, I mean, we're uh, second best offense in the country right now. Um, you know, and, and just seeing Georgia Southern's name in a top 10 list of passing is just a crazy, <laughs> crazy experience. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it, it continues from here. And, and yeah, I, I definitely think the transfer portal has made a huge difference in making those transitions um, easier. Yeah. And to oh. piggyback on that, I, I just want to say, I think the, 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 really the big question mark was what kind of offense was coach Ellis going to bring? Yeah. You look at when he was the coordinator the first two years at Western Kentucky, they didn't have great, at least points per game numbers. Um, and then they bring in the coordinator from Houston Baptist, who's now at Texas Tech, and their offense explodes. And we were kind of just questioning, well, which offense are we going to get? Are we going to get what Western Kentucky had last year? Or are we going to get what he was running under Tyson, with Tyson Helton the first two years he was there? Yeah. And I think, I, I think the, the matchup that everybody is going to be looking for for this game it's going to obviously it's going to be you guys offense versus our defense. Our defense performed very admirably against Liberty this past week. And um, I feel like they really did their job and our offense didn't come through and we put our defense in a bad position and you guys offense is so explosive. But I am curious to see our offense to see if we're going to be able to bounce back against uh, you guys defense i don't know much uh, about you guys defensively I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about your team well what you what what, what you got for <laughs> yeah I, i'm not sure we know that much about you, <laughs> no to be honest with you. um but yeah i mean first year under will harris um defensive back coach coming from university of washington um obviously you know coached a, a bunch of nfl players there sending people to the draft every year um you know we we switched up schemes uh playing more defensive backs uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, the, the Morgan state game can't take a, a ton of takeaways away from that. Um, and then it was just a scoring fest, uh, against Nebraska. I mean, we, we did make some key stops, um, did not force any turnovers. That was uh, like Cody said earlier, that was uh, kind of a, a key for me. If we were to win, um, they actually yeah. won the turnover battle, and, and we still pulled it out. But, um, yeah, I, I would say against against UAB and moving forward, I mean, we, we want to force um, three turnovers a game. That's Will Harris saying that, not me. Um, we Yeah, so I, I think I, I don't see many more games, if any more games this year, where we lose the turnover battle um, and, and win the game. Yeah, I think that just to say – our biggest weakness so far appears to be our rush defense, which bodes well for y'all because your rush offense is fantastic. Um, and so I really think it's just going to be a style matchup. Can you control the ball and tempo with your run game and, and keep our offense off the field and at the same time make the most of your opportunities and put points on the board? Yep. Uh, See, that's exactly so, what I'm looking for. Because, I mean, you look at – I mean, even the Morgan State game, you know, I didn't get to watch all that game, but looking at some highlights, it looks like even Morgan State was able to kind of run the ball on you guys a little they were. bit. They were. They had, a, they had a running back that was pretty speedy. Uh, that could get to the outside or hit the hole pretty quick. And he put, I mean, he had over half their total yards between rushing yeah. and receiving. So, yeah, so, yeah. It's just looking at you guys' defense. What I did see, I, I saw a, a defense that try, that's trying to be bend but don't don't break, and that's opportunistic. I saw um, you guys can get some sacks, you guys, and you guys can come up with timely plays. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, that that's a fair assessment, I think, for sure. 
Okay. Yeah, it seems most of the time just looking looking at the defense, it looks like that you guys like to run a four three most of the time. Um, it looks like you guys aren't afraid to bring pressure. You blitz a lot. Um, and I mean, we've already got three sacks through two games. Um, but I, what what guy that really pops off to me when looking at the film is defense alignment Justin Ellis. I mean, I know he's a, mm-hmm. he's a senior, 6'2", 255, already have 10 tackles. I mean, would you say that that guy, that, that Justin Ellis is one of the leaders up front for the Georgia Southern defense this year? Take it, Cody. Yeah, yeah, he is, and he's a captain on the defense, um, or mm-hmm. one of the captains on the defense. So, yeah, he's he's the he's one of the leaders for sure, um, and he's one of the, the defensive players that we expect day in, day out game in game out to come in and have big games for us and if he doesn't that's probably not going to bode well for us um so on that defensive line it's really anchored by him and dylan springer Mm -hmm. uh those two guys have i think they're both on the edges and if you can shut them down and not let them get pressure i mean if you watch the brass game they're both at times are getting into the backfield forcing uh, I think he's in Casey Thompson, their quarterback, Thompson. out yeah. Yeah, to get out. And, and you know, he did he, he did his job, which was to run. But we were able to kind of get some pressure on him, and there were some timely sacks or timely hits. Uh, but, no, as far as Justin Ellis goes, yeah, he's he's definitely one of the leaders and one of the guys on defense that we have to have going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious for this game. Uh, for some reason, odds makers had us as a 13 point favorite. I'm oh. here to tell. I'm here to tell. <laughs> too you many guys. points. Too many points. Let me points. tell you guys that that is we don't feel that at all. But I felt like that was total <laughs> disrespect to you guys, especially mm-hmm. coming from that Nebraska win. And and then I am so scared because you triggered me by saying this is going to be a clash of styles, and. Against Liberty, um, we, we, it was a clash of styles, and we had we had it what we wanted, and we could not keep the ball. We turned it over. We had three fumbles in the first half, and then we had another fumble in the second half, and that was murder she wrote. So, and then and then I heard you mention the turnover battle three plus, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm already shivering and shaking. So. Um, I'm very, very anxious to see. I just wanted to let you guys know, like the fans, the UAB fans, we respect you guys. We, yes. I feel like, I feel like this game is a toss up. That's what I feel. Yeah, pro- probably. So. I mean, we're we're two and zero against the spread um, so far this year, um, and you know, it, it didn't look like we would cover against Morgan State at at, at the start, and then um, really, you know, poured it on them in, in the second half, and then obviously Nebraska. Um, you know, that was a 23 and a half, um, spread. So it, it'll be interesting as the season progresses to see how those might shrink. I mean, obviously being on the road, um, you know, hat tips in your, your favorite thing there, um, with odds, but, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see, uh, consistency with just how we show up on the road. You know, can we respond after, you know, exceeding a lot of those expectations by, by, from everybody, um, and going into Nebraska and getting the win of going, <clears throat> um, going back to, you know, not as crazy of an environment there in Birmingham, but, um, again, still against a, a very good, um, and well-coached football team, um, and, and just see how we can respond back to back, um, in road games. Yeah. I think that's the biggest question for us is mentally, how are we going to handle it coming off a, a very emotional high win? Can we focus this week and actually mentally prepare for you all and come to work and actually put that game behind us? Yeah. Um, cause if we do, then I think, I think you're right. I think we've got a fair shot 
to, to really win this game. But if we don't, I think you're probably going to run through us and we probably won't show up to the third quarter. And at that point, it may be too late. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the spread goes, it's interesting you brought that up because I've been thinking about that all day. I think the national media and or is, looking, is looking at that game more of that Nebraska lost it than we won. I don't yeah. really feel like we get a whole lot of respect. Now, group nope. of five media and group of five schools like y'all, some other, I think they see it the other way. Like we actually went in there and won. Yeah, but most boy. national stuff is saying, I think Nebraska lost it, and they're just kind of pushing it off that way. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, honestly, it extends to all, all the Sun Belt teams. I mean, obviously, uh, Marshall knocking off Notre Dame and, and that knocking off Texas A&M, not really getting a whole lot of respect um, in, in the polls or anything like that with votes. Um, yeah, yeah for, for all three, it definitely had the vibe of kind of, you know, it was the other team that just had a complete meltdown and not – the Sun Belt School showing up and being the more dominant team. Craziness. I think the best thing that falls in our favor is historically we are a good bounce back team. Right. Um, especially after disappointing wins. Um, we historically we come back when you get our best effort. And um we kind of figured out some things about ourselves. Uh we saw the weaknesses because in our first game we weren't able to really see that. So um I'm curious to see under Bryant Vincent, our new head coach. Against a good Southern, a Georgia Southern team, will we be able to have that bounce back game that historically we had under Clark? So um, I think we're getting each other both at good times. So I'm excited. Definitely, and, and I'm just excited too that these programs are finally meeting on the on the on the field. For sure. I mean, like you you look at the program connections between these two programs. You know, Brian Ellis obviously played at UAB. Uh, with Darian, and he's the offensive coordinator at Georgia Southern. You look at Richard Owens, the offensive line coach at Georgia Southern. He was at UAB yep. for a while. And also linebacker Renard Ellis. Yeah. Over from <laughs> one of our favorites. Like, <laughs> he, he was a favorite of the Gotta Talk podcast, for sure. With Kobe. Uh, he's been really good for us. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, we're excited to just, you know, get this matchup going, and we'll hopefully make the trip to Statesboro uh, next year. Um, are either one of you guys going to make it to Birmingham or know anybody that's coming to Birmingham? I don't. Matt lives in Denver. I'm in Statesboro, and I got my sister-in-law is getting married at six o'clock on Saturday. So I'm gonna unfortunately oh, miss the end of this game. Tough choices. Tough choices. I know, but uh, I'd rather stay married and not have to deal with that. Alimony <laughs> Understand. <laughs> yeah, my, my my traveling's on on pause for a while. It was a seven hour one way trip uh, from from Colorado to Lincoln, and I did that in in like a 24 hour span. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching this one on TV. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. You know, again, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson of GATA talk guys, go give them a listen. I mean, you can follow them on Twitter at GATA talk podcast. They've been doing this for longer than we have at blazer victory. They've been doing this for years. They put out great content. Uh, guys, do you know when you're going to be doing your UAB preview? So maybe blazer fans can check it out. Uh, we'll be recording right after this, actually. So probably, okay. uh, yeah, depending on when this comes out, we'll, we'll have it on midweek. Okay, perfect. Yep. Well, all right, guys. Well, thanks again. And Darian and I will be back late Saturday night to give you guys an instant reaction to the UAB Georgia Southern game. But as always, guys, go Blazers. Blazers.